Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? What have you been up to? I haven't seen you in a while. I know. I want to <laughs> see your face in face-to-face person. <laughs> Where we can hug and sit in the same space. <laughs> Just little things. Like, it's getting to a point, there's been a little bit of rain lately, and when we had the moments of, like, sunshine, it's great, because we can sit outside and, like, be distant from each other, but, like, I just wish you could come into my home. (laughs) I know. I know. I I totally agree. I feel like that's the thing. Like, when I pop by my parents to drop stuff off for them, it's the same thing of, like, hey, like, from a distance, hello. And I'm so used to just, like, going into their house and, like, hanging out for hours. That's been, like, the major thing is, like, okay, I'm just going to sit out in your driveway for an uncomfortable amount of time. (laughs) (laughs) And hope that our neighbors aren't upset about it. (laughs) Or aren't weirded out by it. Yeah, seriously. Uh, But I miss you, and I'm excited to uh, hopefully sometime before the summer's over (laughs) be able to go into your home. (laughs) please. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so what's your update, Bron? I've been baking uh, breads. I've been doing a lot of carb-related recipes just to, just branching out. I feel like it's a nice way. A, it's comforting. comforting. Uh, and B, it is a nice opportunity to try a thing that I'm not very good at, which is baking. Um, okay. It's challenging for me. I like cooking because it feels very creative and free and you're mixing flavors and you can do whatever you want and not really mess it up. And you have True. to be very exact with, with baking. And so I've taken it a step further and attempted to bake gluten-free bread. <laughs> Ooh. Like a nice boule, uh, like a loaf. And um, I found a good recipe, which has worked, but sometimes it doesn't work. And it doesn't rise. And I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And I can't tell if it's because of the yeast. And I Googled it. And it was literally like, here are 19 things that could have gone wrong. And I was like, (laughs) awesome. Excellent. Um, And like the difference between rapid rise yeast and active dry yeast and like the flowers and all of it. And like the flavor of it is really good. But it's the like... I think it, I, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm basically putting this out there as like, I'm learning something and it's hard and it's frustrating me because I can't get it perfectly right. I'm glad Dan still can eat it. Yes. And at the, at its core, that is the goal. It kind of ends up looking like a flat, flat loaf, which is sad, but I don't know if Doug might have insight because of his bread baking skills and if it translates to the gluten-free world. There's so many things that make gluten-free baking complicated, so I'm probably setting myself up for a a long road to fixing this, but we'll get there. Well, I'm glad that you're continuing to try, and that is always what I tell Doug, is when his loaves don't come out the way that he wants them to, like they're not like perfectly crispy and brown on top or they're a little flatter than we would have or what he would have liked it still always tastes really good like the the inside the bubbles are there like they're it's really really Mm. tasty but he has found that sometimes when so he always hydrates overnight so that's one thing that he does to get it to rise and i don't know if you need that for gf bread but he also sometimes if the skin as you're like creating the bowl in dough form if the skin isn't really tight, sometimes it does flatten. 
So that's what he's found is like really paying attention to like when you're doing that shaping process is like really making sure that skin is as tight as it can be without overworking the dough has been something that he has found has improved the height, the height issue. Interesting. That yeah. will not work with gluten-free bread, but it's good to know for regular bread. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is we know nothing about GF bread, yeah. unfortunately. In this case, um, it's like it does the rise when you like proof it, but it because it's gluten-free, it so much of like good gluten-free bread and you're like, there's no way that this is going to turn out or this like one pizza recipe is like, you're I'm like literally spatula, spatula spreading weird sticky dough on a oiled pan and i'm like i don't know if this, this is going to turn out so and it's so freaking good um but it's the same thing with this loaf it's like so sticky and when you like take it from the bowl and put it on that it like rose in and put it in the on the parchment paper before i put it in the dutch oven to bake in the oven um it that's where it flattens out and so I'm hmm. trying to figure out, like, do I need more flour? Do I need more yeast? So, like, internet world and fellow queen-speaking listeners, hit me up. Yes. I think that the community uh, input here is always going to be helpful. So if you are also baking gluten-free bread and have some tidbits uh, for my, my good friend Braun that she can use please uh let us know we will pose the question on the internet as well and uh make sure to follow up yeah we're gonna do this we're gonna get this thing done at queen underscore speaking on insta yas 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 we're gonna crowdsource a solution i'm excited to see what people have to say (laughs) i'm also i i'm open to like other bread baking non-gluten-free options because like knowing what you just shared about the the tightness of the loaf that's good for my own personal enjoyment of bread baking oh yeah it's still because i'll take the gluten all of it nothing beats it truly (laughs) what's your update this week well because i've been um watching so much tv I have taken to Saturday morning um, critical review reading and listening, and I have really enjoyed it. Yeah. So I am doing, like, deep dives into shows with, like, interviews with the cast members, interviews with creators, showrunners, set people. um, Ooh, it's like like the director's cut commentary. Yes, and I really, really enjoy, like, learning the behind the scenes. So, like, some of the things I've been watching are Normal People on Hulu, based on the book by Sally Rooney, Never Have I Ever, that we talked about last episode, Little Fires Everywhere, Mm -hmm. Outlander, of course, Uh, Killing Eve, Insecure, Run, the new one that's on HBO from Phoebe Waller-Bridge. So I've been taking in a lot of TV, but what makes it worth it to me is really learning, like, the ins and outs of how they create the story and make sure it's, like, cohesive and all of that, like, fun stuff that has to do with all the pop culture goodness. I've been listening to, like, commentary on it and then all of the reading, and so it's just been, like, a really fun way to spend my Saturday mornings of like searching for these reviews and understanding like what like the intricacies are of creating good TV so and in my mind all those shows um, equal good TV to me so 
Um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing on my Saturday mornings and I've been really enjoying it. I love that. I don't know what it's called, but I heard that there's a really great little fires everywhere podcast. Yes. I listened to all the episodes. (laughs) Our friend Lauren Lauren, suggested that. that. Yes. And she, it was a great suggestion. I love that. And what was different about it that I appreciated, like, you know, when you listen to, um, a show that's like behind the scenes you're thinking it's going to be like a deep dive into the story what I appreciated about the Little Fires Everywhere podcast was that the um, person doing the reporting talked to the showrunner the author of the book um, they talked to the set design all of the people that created and performed the music and how it all fit into the story so it was kind of a different way of sharing like what everybody's take on the show was and how it adapted from book to tv and they also did interviews with people from shaker heights ohio which i thought was super cool cool. which is where the book is based um and they did interviews with like the actors on the show as well and it was just really good to it it actually made me like the show more because i was a little frustrated with some of the changes that they made but hearing from the author that she like backed the changes based on the the viewpoint of the showrunner i was like okay like if she's cool with it then i can be cool with it and i understand the reason they did it now so yeah i think that is a really good one for anybody who is looking for like more content to consume about little fires everywhere it's a iHeartRadio podcast and it's hosted by jamie loftus um but you can get it wherever you get podcasts so amazing definitely worth the uh time and energy for show. I love a behind the scenes moment. It's my favorite to be like when they do um, like with the HBO shows, how they play right after the episode and you're yes. like, oh my gosh, you have an English accent. I had no idea. Like really <laughs> cool stuff about just like how the writers thought about things and like what you might have missed in terms of like thematic stuff about the show. And it makes it feel like a little bit of the bridging of the gap between like what we used to learn in English class of like all the, all the like things that tie books together and like those moments. And then having people who are part of the experience talk about it is amazing. Amazing. I totally agree. Totally agree. I know for insecure, it's called the wind down and I can just so get on board with that. And it's with Issa Rae and uh, I'm just so obsessed with it. So yes, I love all that stuff as well. So that's what I've uh, been getting into these days. Love but, um, it. Thanks, Bron. Um, all right, Bron, what are we talking about today? Give it to me straight. As uh, we've shared before this uh, episode, Dan and I got married this year, which is very exciting. <laughs> um, Super exciting. We went with like kind of a surprise elopement approach, which was really fun for us. Um, a lot of people were really interesting, interested in getting a sense for like what went into that process. And we're like, a lot of people were complimentary about it. Like, so glad you guys did your own thing. What does that look like? Wish I could have done it that way. And like, just curious about how we went about it. Cause there is this element of like having to balance the family in the mix of Mm -hmm. all of these things and what does it look like to actually go through this planning process um and i think like in 
in for us, it was just something that made sense for us. And so we wanted to talk through our approach on how we did this. Um, but also it's becoming something that's like a little bit super relevant right now, unfortunately. Like there are people yeah. who are having to cut down the size of their wedding in this post-COVID world. Not even post-COVID, like current COVID future, like what's this look like? In the midst of. <laughs> yeah, we're like still running through the experience and what does that look like? Um, but some people are opting to like, take a new approach to their wedding planning process and like what what are the steps to planning uh an effective and still romantic and lovely and intimate wedding ceremony um that might not look like the traditional uh experience that we grew up seeing <laughs> and so i'm excited to share our story and some little tidbits on how you can kind of take it and shape it in a way that makes sense for you I'm excited about this because I had the extreme pleasure of being part of your day. And so to see like the breakdown of the behind the scenes, because, you know, like I, I asked for, you know, my <laughs> what what you needed for me on the day, but to learn a little bit more about like what went into the planning and also like what people are going to be able to take away if their plans have had to change and what that might look like. And even like taking this experience and saying like, OK, that will fit for me. Maybe I'll tweak it this way, make it my own, because I think at the end of the day, what was really cool about yours is that you did very much make it your own. And I think this is just kind of an homage to say like this is your day and if it has to change based on the current circumstances or this was always your plan from the beginning um, then this is a really helpful kind of set of guidelines slash tips slash like do your thing Mm -hmm. um, to get your plan on so I'm excited to hear the behind the scenes it's gonna be great let's get into it let's do it talk to me (sighs) (laughs) he had me um we so for a little background context uh just to to give everybody a sense for like how we came to this plan it wasn't spontaneous spontaneous in a sense it like we've been together for almost five years at this point and um very early on in our relationship we were like you're my person and that conversation kind of evolves into uh, a lot of things about like, do we get engaged? Do we not get engaged? What's our timing? We lived separately for a very long time because we both, uh, we actually live in the same neighborhood and had like very close apartments. And it was really nice for us to have our own space during the early years of our relationship. Um, And like when we decided to merge our lives together, it was like very intentional and knew that we were doing it in a right way. And I feel like that's something that is like unique to us in in the way that we um, like started our relationship, but we didn't want to like run into something too quickly. And I feel like that uh, helped set us up for success. But another piece of that was like, we had this pressure for feeling like we had to follow kind of the social expectation for a wedding and the early stages. And we like actively decided we weren't going to get engaged in the traditional way. And so like for some people, they were like, what does that mean? Are you still going to be together? Like it was because it wasn't the way that it normally takes shape. That's kind of like what prompted all of this uh, new experience with our uh, very intimate private elopement slash 
intimate wedding ceremony surprise moment for everybody. <laughs> and so we always knew that we were going to like spend a lot of uh, our lives together in some capacity and whether that was going to be a partnership um, or some other formal moment, like we continued to talk about it so much in our relationship to be like, what, like, what page are we on? Are we on the same page? And I think that's really important. Um, and so around like December-ish, we like fully were like, all right, we're doing it. We're going to get married. And then that's kind of where it spawned this um, idea for a small ceremony. Sid also happened to mention that she was becoming uh, ordained. And I was like, this is perfect timing because you're the like the person that we would want to marry us for our non-traditional experience. And it was amazing. And so I think like allowing yourself to kind of like figure out what makes sense for you in this planning process and like what you and your partner need. And there is a reality where like you may have to downsize your experience, but there's also like, what what do you want out of your wedding? Like if you still wanna have a big fabulous experience, like that's still an option too. Um, but knowing that there's like a balance of how to approach it, I think that's something that people should just be aware of and be like, open your mind to every opportunity that could exist, which is really cool. Um, I think as like a step one of this is that even though it's going to be a small experience, you still need a plan. (laughs) (laughs) A one day one. (laughs) Very important to remember this. And so in our case, uh, it was obviously just me and, and Dan as part of like, we were like, we're keeping it super small. Me, Dan, Sid, and Doug. (laughs) Um, but all the things that go into planning uh like a a regular large or big or small everything in between wedding ceremony um it still matters here (laughs) so there are definitely core pieces that you want to consider even though you're planning a small experience and that was actually something that we didn't think about right away when we we like randomly picked a day to get married we were like let's do it on january 9th and like didn't really think about what logistics would go into it and then like january 9th came and passed and we were like maybe we have to think about this for real (laughs) but there are like legitimate important logistics that uh you need to consider um in what for us was a quote unquote spontaneous process um so one thing to think about too is like are you sending invites how many people if you are downsizing or opting for a smaller experience whether you're planning a small gathering with family only i think invites do still have a purpose you want to make sure that people save the date for your experience if you're having a day um and send them out and in this circumstance too of like I think there are a lot of people that are saving like save the new date options Mm -hmm. or like here's here's an update to our experience and wanted to get you uh the update asap paperless post has the cutest evites so i love paperless post i am such a fan i use them for so many things and you can like fully design it from like envelope to fonts Mm -hmm. to like behind the seat like you could have like confetti backgrounds Mm -hmm. on things it's so beautiful and have it look like seemingly a real invite and so if you're if you're going that route this is an affordable option as well um Mm -hmm. but they have really cool options and i think that that's something to consider um but also i'm a huge fan of paper source i know i've shouted them out 
uh, before, but for, if you're looking for a printable option, they have really easy to use templates and they also print addresses and return labels. And in the circumstances that we're in, um, obviously being able to like get everything outsourced and then sent to you so that you can like add the stamps and then send them on their way. Um, that worked for us. We use them for our wedding announcements after the fact, since our ceremony was a surprise for everyone. Um, but definitely still a good thing to consider if you do want a, a mailer option. There are so many options out there for um, those types of things. But like just being considerate of like people's time, even though you might be doing something lower key, like a backyard experience, make sure that people are still available. Right. Yeah, it's like the courtesy thing coming into play, no matter what the size. That is a definitely a consideration to make for sure. Um, the other thing to think about is that you'll want to get your marriage license. Uh, uh, you will need to get your marriage license. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing that you have to have. Like, fully. You supremely need. <laughs> fully need it legally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so we, one thing that helped us is that we set a date and time to go to City Hall together to fill out the paperwork. And it was one of those things like you can do it in your town hall, whatever. Um, and you also, there's an option now available to do it virtually, which is really awesome, awesome. and uh, allows people to do. I think it's cool to be able to like try and figure out how this works in more of like a this like remote experience that we're we're living in right now for sure um so it is i i appreciate that they've uh offered this option moving forward yeah um, that is really i mean i was gonna say thoughtful i guess it's not thoughtful it's like necessary but still i think i've seen a lot of people doing very different types of ceremonies than they originally planned so now that this is an option i think people will continue to take advantage of it which yeah. is great um, so even again, like as part of the process, even though you're having a small ceremony, you need someone official, literally official to do your marrying. And mm -hmm. so you need to find an officiant. In our case, Sid was that person. Major shout out to Wedding Bell Unions. What's up? <laughs> First yes, official. If anybody needs anything. <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> um, Sid was our officiant, and she, that was her first official wedding ceremony. High praise from me and Dan, gotta say. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, I, it was a very special moment, not only like as your friend and to be able to participate in the way that I did, but also just like to flex that muscle a little bit to say like, I really enjoy, I mean, you know, I love love. So um, to be able to do that, for two of my favorite people and then to see like oh I really enjoy this this process and this creative outlet and, and all of these things and it was super special and it was fun because I think this is what you'll find with when you do find an officiant depending on the type of officiant you want whether it be like a court person or a friend or a family member um, and I know you'll get to this but like the um, amount of information you want for them I found that it was pretty funny that like even though I know you guys and I love you guys and I, I could have easily like written a book on your relationship like to have the guidelines mm -hmm. of what you specifically wanted and then to like dig a little deeper and understand like what your relationship has been like for the last five years and learn more about you from your relationship perspective from versus my perspective with you as friends was was really fun so I think that that is is something to keep in mind when you're looking for someone that you want to officiate your wedding love it so um and it's really nice like for us it was really important that 
um, in this non-traditional experience that we had that the person that married us was like someone who was connected to our relationship in a special way. And so to have Sid be part of that experience was, um, was super special. And I think, um, obviously either way, like there are so many options out there. Like some people go the traditional, like city hall route. Um, you could have a justice of the peace. Um, you could have a friend ordained, you could go with your pastor or your minister, just making sure that whoever you, um, would like to be part of this experience. I feel like the biggest thing that I have to stress is that like, even though it's a small gathering or like you're intentionally trying to like be low key about it, there's still an element of like making sure that you get people on board and like inform them of what's happening and there's like a little bit of planning element um as part of the experience so making sure that they can make the the debt of the date set in their calendar um and make sure that they're available to be there um because there is like there were questions that Sid had that were like I had to spend time thinking about because it was like like you think about it in like in your brain in this like cloud space and then you're like oh it's actually happening what do I want this experience to be Right. And I think that's like the thing you don't think about, especially if it's someone you know, you think that they'll know exactly what to say. It's it's like any relationship, like unless you communicate your needs, that person isn't going to know what you need. So keeping that in mind when you've kind of asked this person to be part of your day in such a significant way, not just legally, but emotionally, mm-hmm. um, it's to keep them in the loop and informed doesn't take any of the magic away. It just makes everybody feel way more secure and prepared for the day. So you can really be in the moment versus like sweating it out and being like, do I have everything I need? What did they actually want? I don't actually know. I hope this doesn't like go really poorly right now. Cause it could totally blow up my relationship. <laughs> There's just like no reason to have to go down that rabbit hole. If you've done the pre-planning that you're talking about. For sure. And it seems like, like there I've been to so many weddings and it seems so seamless when you're sitting there mm-hmm. and you're watching it happen and you're like, this is so beautiful and I'm sobbing and it's amazing. But you think about it and you're like, oh, that person did this like really beautiful like Irish knot tying uh, ceremony. Um, these people opted to do a traditional vow. These people wrote their own vows. Like that's something that you'll want to think of and like assess whether that makes sense for you or not. Um, and I think that in our case, we opted to keep it super simple and wanted Sid to, to share some beautiful things uh, and words about us first. And then both Dan and I shared our own vows that we wrote for each other. I sobbed through the whole thing, naturally. You did. It was very adorable. <laughs> but you got through it, though. <laughs> there, I, I barely survived. Um, <laughs> but there is, like, you have to remember that there's, like, official language that the officiant has to say to like make it legal which is kind of funny to think about um yeah but i do think that like in our case having some like deciding what the experience was going to be and like have the conversation with sid and she did such a great job of like having specific questions that made us like truly think about what we wanted that like initial part of the ceremony to be and like how we wanted to wrap it all up and we it was the most magical 15 to 20 minutes of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the other thing is like, how long do you actually want this thing to be? And that was a big concern because, you know, we had brunch plans, so we didn't have any time to waste. <laughs> yeah, and Sid, Sid was very worried about time. And I was like, I got this so hard on lockdown. I know how to like champagne, 
wedding ceremony. <laughs> Talk it out. Like I built it in to the pre-meet before we went to go ceremony. <laughs> you did. It was it was super special. And I will say, like, if anybody is like thinking about becoming an officiant or get be ordained or whatever, um, it's really easy. I'm ordained through Universal Life Church. It takes two seconds. I did it on January third. It was incredibly fulfilling. <laughs> and they send you everything you need. I think, you know, the conversation that Brianna and I had was there is some things that like need to be said technically like within the and you know like if it's a super small ceremony like yours was it's one of those moments where it's like I guess you don't need to but it all kind of goes as much as it was a non-traditional like there are these weird pieces that are very traditional based Mm -hmm. on the law and so to be like very aware of what those were Universal Life Church does a great job of like making it very easy to understand like what you have to do versus what is optional and also to be very aware of what um, legalities exist within your state. So, like, there are some weird things that happen within New York City that don't happen in, like, upstate New York. But, like, just to make sure you have your bases covered. And it was one of those things where I was like, oh, I got this. Like, whatever. It's, you know, the thing I was most worried about was what what was going to be said about your relationship. And then I started freaking out, like, a couple days beforehand. I'm like, do I have everything I need? Do I know exactly what I need to say? Like, <laughs> is it, like, are all my bases covered? So, like, from the, you know, ordained minister perspective, it is really understanding, like, your role is is super official and you should treat it like that no matter if you're burying your best friend or a family member or perfect strangers. Like, everybody deserves you, like, to have you be on point. Um and that's really helpful for the couple so they know they can trust that everything will be done as it should be. Oh, yeah. Because that's not your job, you know? Like, that's not your job to worry about, like, the legalities of the marriage. Like, that's the person who's marrying you's job. And um, you should be able to count on that for sure. So I took that very seriously. <laughs> you did it flawlessly. Because, like, the I was like, what do you have to say? And it's so funny because you that made me think of um, the story from a friend of mine when they got married. She was she was saying she's like yeah. So right before the wedding, the officiant leaned over to her now husband and was like, "So I'm gonna start with a Catholic prayer," <laughs> and he was like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like some of those things that like some people feel are the traditional way to go or you think you know something about someone and that's why like there should be a process to say and you know like we talked about you know do you want it to be a surprise or do you want to see it beforehand and we had Mm -hmm. decided that like there was enough trust there to know like you could trust that it was going to be okay um and that i knew that you guys aren't religious people so to to be very aware of like what type of and like the equal partnership piece too was really important to me to include because I know that's something that's important to you so Mm -hmm. if you're coming from the couple's perspective like not just talking about what you want in terms of time but like sharing what type of couple you are and what your relationship looks like and anything that you feel is like really important to have included in those words is totally fair game to share in my opinion for sure it was a really part of uh, an important part of the experience uh, that you cannot go lightly on. Highly, yeah. highly encourage you to put some thought around that. And also find the right person. Because yeah. like, if it isn't a friend, like in our case, like I could trust Sid very 
like comfortably and like there's not not everyone is in that situation where like you may have to hire someone out and knowing that 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 they will support you and reflect the things that you want out of your relationship is really important so um i feel like there is a piece of that where like more people are looking for like unique efficient type experiences and i think uh being mindful of like other things out there um is really cool and I think it's shaping weddings to be a unique experience that is relevant for the people who are part of it. The experience, the wedding is for the people getting married. <laughs> As a reminder, <laughs> my POV. <laughs> um, but another thing in our case, like picking a location was uh, another particular challenge because there were so many thoughts that we had where like every time we talked about it, it was so much like the sex in the city moment where it was like, we add another person and it's like, it got bigger than big. <laughs> the dress up the ante. The dress up the ante. And like, there were so many moments that like pushed us to like go a step further where it was like, ooh, it would be so fun if we, uh, and then it was like, wait, that's not what we want. So there was a lot of us like going back and forth on like, what type of experience did we want to have? Where did we want to host it? And for us, we wanted to pick a neutral territory and a place that meant something to us. And that was like, that took a a minute for us to like fully decide that this was the right place. But we picked um, a place near uh, where we live, Cobbs Hill Park, um, which is under, uh, and we did it under a tree where we used to have picnics when we first started dating. And so we've had a lot of really special moments there. And so it was like nice and sweet and lovely. And because we got married uh, the first day of March, there's the circumstance of being in upstate New York and there's being snow. And so it was like, this could be a total disaster and it ended up being such a beautiful day and the sun was shining and like the shadows were uh so beautifully cast all over the like light dusting of snow it was perfect the best day and so i know that there's like so many options out there where people are doing like picking places for their virtual ceremonies and their homes people have done like beautiful uh, social distancing like from balconies and so like mm-hmm. their friends can be there but like distant it's so beautiful um, and so like thinking about parks and outdoor spaces and like what can you do in a space that you um, that feels important to you that also reflects like what you want out of the experience that still feels like comfortable to you um, so many people have beautiful backyard weddings let's think back to father of the bride I mean look what they did <laughs> You know I have not seen Father of the Bride. <laughs> Put that on should your we, quarantine should watch Should we stop being friends? <laughs> it's so I like, good. Oh, no. I want to participate in the narrative, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, get on it. I will add it to my list. I have seen a number of movies that do have beautiful backyard weddings. And if you like can scroll Pinterest without seeing a beautiful setup in a backyard, then you're doing something wrong. Because I feel like that's where I see most of them is mm-hmm. via Pinterest. So yeah, so lots beautiful. of options for decorating tips. Beautiful like hanging lights, floating orbs. Like you could really go full, full on and make it beautiful. Right. Um, but again, not to say that like, a venue isn't the perfect part of your experience again um pending like the opening of things which fingers crossed is super soon um 
opting for like small venues, thinking about your favorite restaurant where you had your first date, like really magical things of like cool ways to think about having uh, a unique experience that makes sense for you, I think is really beautiful. Absolutely. Um, in our case, uh, deciding attire was like a very complicated and convoluted uh, process. So much of this, we started out being like, whatever, we'll just like wear whatever. We're going to keep it super cash. <laughs> and then this is the day approach. We were like, okay, this is like actually our wedding day. And if we are going to have someone take photos of us, like maybe we should wear something nice. And I'm so glad that we actually like had a conversation about this. I ordered a dress like literally like the week I got it the week of the ceremony and was like please I really hope this fits and if it doesn't work there's literally nothing that I could find that made sense for what I wanted and I found a beautiful dress at Lulu's which was classic and simple it was like body hugging but three-quarter length sleeve the right amount of uh v-neck it was fabulous it was perfect it was like a nice midi length um, highly recommend. I'll link it in show notes. Um, I opted for white, obviously, because originally I was like, Dan, I have this really great dress that I don't want to wear. And I was like, I showed it to him and he was like, but it's black. <laughs> and he was like, you'd wear that to a funeral. Do you want our wedding to be associated with the funeral? And I was like, fair point. Gonna go find a white dress. <laughs> BRB. It is, it is really interesting because like when you talk about how it was like so casual and not like off the cuff in the sense of like it was a spur of the moment decision you'd been talking about it since December but it is one of those things that you're like you almost have to commit to it being a certain type of way if you're going to talk about attire because that does involve thoughtfulness Mm -hmm. and so it just shows that like you can have both like you can have a day that is like very low-key and very um like obviously sparse in terms of people but I think you guys both really value good like good feeling and good looking clothes too so to like be on the photo aspect of it like you want to look kind of your best for this person that you are like formally committing to via marriage and so to have that be like a, a, a thoughtful way of doing things and with that intention I think is makes it even more special and like when you're getting ready it's still like you might not have all the people around you and all the photos being taken of you getting ready but it, it like almost like amps you up a little bit too I imagine I mean I know I was getting amped up when I was getting ready so uh, like... it was the best I was like I'm gonna go a little extra with the makeup and the hair and like that's yeah. the other thing too is like do you want someone to do your hair and makeup beforehand for us we just I did it myself Dan obviously it was great didn't have to do anything in that department <laughs> <laughs> he did get a, a a special haircut though didn't he he did get a pre pre-wedding haircut um, but yeah, it, it did feel really nice. Like once we did decide, we were like, actually, yeah, like we want to look nice and like, this is a special moment. And like, what do we do for special? Like we dress up for date night. Like, of course we're going to dress up for this. Like, let's, let's try and stop being super chill about something that we're definitely not chill about. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, that was really fun. And, uh, again, because sometimes finding the right dress, especially if you're doing something that's a little bit more low key, I, I even couldn't find anything that worked for me on Rent the Runway, which was just like shocking. Cause I was like, what can I that do? That is surprising. That's so easy. And like rent it, wear it for a couple hours, send it back. But, um, 
I have a couple options that like could be good for other people. So I'll, I'll share it in show notes. Um, and then the other thing that is really important, like having the conversation around, like, do you want to have a photographer as part of the experience? Like, even though your ceremony might be intimate or it's a small family gathering, it's so worth it to document the day. And we're really happy with the photos that we have. Um, Doug served, Sydney's boyfriend, served as our witness and our photographer and did like a couple uh, really magical photos for us. We want, again, like we were like, keep it simple. We have like, we were getting married for about a max of 20 minutes, like capture as much as you can capture, no pressure, as long as we get like one good photo out of it. And we got so many and it was like so special and we will cherish those photos forever. Um, and so they actually ended up serving as the perfect thing to share in our announcement afterward, which was something that we hadn't really thought about. And then we were like, wait, we just got married and then like posted about it, like called all of our family um, because it was a surprise to everyone. But then we were like, we probably should share something that's like more formal and like have a photo so that people can have something as like a memory or like to put on the fridge or maybe in a frame if you really like us. <laughs> and it's so on like, my fridge. I plan to keep it forever. <laughs> um, so it's just really nice to be able to like look back and have that memory and uh I highly recommend it. And also, if you're going super intimate the way that we did, um, Doug served as our witness. <laughs> and Which check, is really helpful. Double check the requirements because it is different in every state. Some have, you mm-hmm. need two, some one. We, New York State just needed one. Got our certificate. We're official. <laughs> and it was just fine. Yeah, I think, you know, this was one of the things because I remember because because of the involvement that I had, I obviously knew about this whole situation a little bit before the day, obviously. And I remember having different conversations with you guys and going back and forth about the photographer. And I like, this is one of the things that I felt really strongly about. And I don't know if that ever came across in my conversations with you guys when we'd be having drinks, but like, that's one of those things that you can't recreate that day. You know, like you might be able to in the clothes that you wear or on an anniversary and, and really special things like that. But like that day is so special and it happened one time. And mm-hmm. so I feel really strongly about having a photographer and it doesn't have to be, I mean, we love our professional photographers, especially here in Rochester, New York, that there are so many really, really talented ones and a couple that I'm very fond of shout out to Andy and Hannah. But I think that there is a moment where it's like, it doesn't have to be a professional. Like Doug has some skills with a camera. um, But I think it's just to have like documentation, like iPhone photos, anything just to say like, this is a day that we did this special thing, no matter how big or small it is. I am such an advocate for enlisting a photographer of any kind to make sure that if nothing else, like, just, you know, the I do's are captured in some way. I just think that's really, really special. And to your point about like, the way that you can then use those photos, especially in the way that you guys got married, also like just creates an opportunity that you don't have to like, just find some old photo of you guys that are still beautiful photos, but not 
in the same way that you were able to put on that announcement and re- and really like hammer it home for people that like this is this is us and we're excited to share this with you and and we we want to let you know that we did this big thing. Um, so I think that was like one of the things that I remember we had drinks and I was like I really think yeah <laughs> this is a thing you want to do and it doesn't have to be professional but it has to be someone and it's like a scary place to put your opinion but I I stand by it and I'm glad that you guys ended up being able to have. Doug and you guys did have what like a probably 20 minute conversation with him about what you wanted as well like going back to the planning piece of this like you talked about you know because Dan is so big into film like you really wanted at least a few film photos um, and a couple Polaroids and, and all of these things and I think that that piece was again another thing that you don't always think about like the photographer knows what they're doing but in most situations you're also telling the photographer what you're looking for as well Mm -hmm. like scouting out like do you want of just you know the vows being exchanged do you want after photos so I appreciated that you guys had like a nice conversation with him too to share like this is exactly what we're looking for does this work for you are you comfortable with that and having it be like that two-way dialogue much like you did with me with the vows so um, I think all of that kind of goes into that planning piece as well. For sure. It's super important. And I think um, thinking about the after party too, we had for us, like all I wanted was just to have brunch and like the big picture too. We very much wanted the ceremony to be something that was just for the two of us and which is why we created this experience. And we know that there's obviously like and the importance of celebrating this with like family and friends very much exists for us. And then like the second that we got, <laughs> that we got married, it was like a boom quarantine. So like there were Nothing's still happening. <laughs> pieces of it was like, we were going to have like people, like a core group of people over to celebrate. We weren't able to do that. But for us, like the, the actual big celebration that, and the way that we saw it kind of taking shape was like, future home buying experience and looking forward to hosting a housewarming party down the road to celebrate with family and friends because that's what feels most comfortable and natural to us as as a, a couple and obviously like now getting people in a room together will be so much more uh amazing and special uh to to do that once we can like all celebrate and party together um but actually doing it where we can host with like wine and grilling and charcuterie and like doing it in a way that feels like come into our homes, come into our arms, let's hug. And so as the interim, it was really nice to be able to say like, we're doing this, we're going to go out and have a really fabulous brunch and drink champagne. And just taking the time to consider like how you want to celebrate and what that kind of experience looks like for you, I think is really part of the, a fun part of the experience because like, I think opening it up to say, Hey, everyone, you don't always have to go to the traditional route. Um, don't feel pressured to do something. I know that your mom might want you to have a celebration, but like, if you don't feel like it's the the way that you want it, stand your ground. And uh, we ended up with like the perfect way for us to celebrate. And it, it took a lot of conversations and like a lot of um, us really figuring out like what made sense for us. And I think that that's important to acknowledge too. Is like we didn't just like wake up one day and say like, this is our plan. It took conversations and talking about it and thinking about it. And especially because it wasn't like the way that I 
like grew up imagining it, it still was the most special and spectacular experience I could have ever asked for. And it made so much sense for the two of us. And oh, can't wait to host a housewarming party. Can't wait to have a house. Oh, soon, hopefully. Oh, all of these things to look forward to. Space, very exciting. backyard. <laughs> a place to like lounge out with the grill that is something to look forward to for sure goals so as you start planning um as you figure out what makes sense to you um be open to new and fun ideas and i think that if you guys have questions feel free to hit me up um hit both of us up hit sit up to officiate your wedding maybe if you want to get virtually married on the internet that's a cool thing i think everyone should try yes happy to be helpful with whatever anybody needs or wants well let us know if you have questions at queen underscore speaking there's obviously other things that went into this and like our backstory but wanted to share some thoughts uh around what our planning process looked like and hopefully inspire you to to try a slightly non-traditional option if that makes sense for you Yes. Love that you shared. Appreciate all of the insight. It's really helpful, I think, especially right now. So like Brown said, let us know how we can help or what what she can answer or what I can answer. We are here for you all, all the time. Hugs and love. Shall we break? Let's break.